Hey, this is Trey, and welcome to my history podcast. It was a troubling yet exciting time for Canadians from 1956 to 1959 due to the Cold War and the production of the Avro-Canada CF-105 Aero. This new aircraft was being built in Mississauga, Ontario for several years and was developing crowds with incredible anticipation. But let's take it back and present the origin of the Avro Aero plans and its future role. Following World War II, nations were divided among two ideological camps, one led by the United States and the other by the Soviets. As tensions rose between opposing sides, worsened by espionage, proxy wars, aggressive dialogue, and nuclear escalation, Canada became more committed to military development in what became the Cold War. By the 1950s, there was a growing concern the Soviets would attack the Canadian Arctic by 1954. So in 1953 to 1954, the Royal Canadian Air Force commissioned Avro to design and build the the Aero, an all-weather nuclear interceptor meant to be the fastest and highest flying aircraft in its class. It was a very demanding time worldwide and many international manufacturers believe such an aircraft to be impossible to achieve. Next, we have the key people involved. Someone who had a huge role in the Aero project was Frederick Smy. He was born August 6, 1916. He first worked with Canadian aircraft industry during World War II as an official in the New York, Washington, and Ottawa offices, making his way from the Department of Munitions and Supply to becoming the Director of Aircraft Production. From there, his career skyrocketed. In 1945, he became A.V. Rowe's first employee, President of Avro Aircraft and was appointed as executive vice president responsible for aeronautical enterprises in January 1958. After the cancellation of the Aero in 1959, Smy resigned from AV Row in 1960 and purchased another company. Former Canadian Prime Minister John George Diefenbaker was born September 18, 1895. He served from 1957 to 1963 through the production and cancellation of the Arrow. On February 20, 1959, before the Arrow could enter military duty, the Diefenbaker government cancelled the Arrow project. Overnight, more than 14,000 people lost their jobs and the day became known as Black Friday in the Canadian aviation industry. By July 1959, all aircrafts had been cut apart while blueprints, models, designs, and machines in regards to the plane were destroyed. Not only did Prime Minister Diefenbaker have a big impact on the Avro Aero, 
He accomplished an astonishing amount within a six-year term. He dealt with the allied countries and keeping the country safe and prepared during the Cold War. He appointed the first female minister in Canadian history to his cabinet, as well as the first Aboriginal member of Senate. During his time as Prime Minister, his government obtained passage of the Canadian Bill of Rights and granted the vote to the First Nations and Inuit peoples. He was a well-recognized leader for controversial reasons. The cancellation of the arrow, helping indigenous communities unite with the rest of the country during times of stress, and making an impact on resolving sexism. As president of the Avro Company in charge of the arrow project, Diefenbaker didn't have much involvement in the Cold War other than the production of the superior aircraft. During the Cold War, specifically the 1950s and 1960s, there was a competition of developing superior technology. In 1957, shortly before the aero plans were introduced, Sputnik 1, the first artificial Earth satellite, was sent into space. This release led to the start of the space race between the Soviets and the United States. It had its origins in the ballistic missile-based nuclear arms race between the two nations. They were both making significant breakthroughs in nuclear technology. Canada then wanted the ability to get a leg up on the enemy and build an aircraft that could track the enemy's ammunition and whereabouts. Avro was then given the task of assembling the arrow. Smy was put in charge of the operation, which is considered to be one of the most astonishing and devastating feats in Canadian aerospace history. Pressure from the American government on how the arrow would not be needed because of the thought of nuclear warfare originating from space and in not being ready for combat until 1962, caused the cancellation in 1959. Smy was then recognized for accomplishing a great feat in Canadian history, the development of new tech, and, w and was regarded as one of the top aerospace leaders and political figures. He was a part of the biggest reveal and biggest disappointment in Canadian aerospace history. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something and I'll see you next time.